AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow Strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. Okay, couple of important questions to answer about the action in the grain markets today. At the top of the list for me, was that mission accomplished in corn futures or was this just stage one? And look over at the livestock trade. Big gains in the cattle complex and modest gains in lean hogs. Live from the final push to the checkered flag via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This afternoon, it's a conversation with Tommy Grisafi from Advanced Trading. I'm the handsome newsman, Davis Michelson, and now, the host of AgriTalk, Jeff Flory. All right, Davis. How's it going this afternoon, buddy? It's pretty pretty good. Pretty good. 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 Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. welcome to AgriTalk. I'm taking a look at the cattle on feed report okay. that was just released. So if I sound just a touch distracted, I Mm -hmm. think that's probably the reason why. Total number of cattle placed during January. Remember, that was kind of a wild card number in this one. We were looking uh, uh, for down 12%, as much as down 12%, got down 7%. Okay. Oh, okay. So placement's a little heavier than what was expected. Uh, Fed cattle marketed in January came in at 100%. And these are rounded numbers, of course. But they came in at 100% a year ago. And the total number of cattle on feed on February 1, 100% a year ago levels. How close is it? Uh, in, In February 1, 2023, the total was 11.754 million. And... In 24, 11.797. So it's, it is it is up. It, we do have more cattle on feed in 2024 than what we did in 2023. So, um, yeah, yeah, there you go. It, it looks like it might be just a little bit negative because of the bigger placements coming in there. Welcome. Welcome to AgriTalk. Glad that you are joining us here to wrap up this week. And what a week it was, buddy. Oh, Indeed. It, you were talking about it this morning, and, and the more I thought about it, the more I think you're right. It was a four-day week that felt like 10. Yeah, yeah. We we packed a lot in here. Yeah. It's a, it a very big week. Yes, absolutely. You know, in these markets, um, the close happened. You well, know, it, yeah. In, in March corn, the close happened below four bucks. Well, and look at the Dece at 449 and yeah. one half. Right. That feels significant in its own right. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, these the, the corn market, I think the corn market in particular, is uh, whittling away at some key support levels. But you, you can say the same thing about what's going on in the wheat trade. Uh, soybean oil, knocking on new lows there. Soybean meal, uh, down at levels that we would normally call value oh. buys. Yeah. Uh, and of course, soybeans making new, new lows too. Those lows that we had back in the middle of the year, uh, we took those out today. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, 
It, it, it was a rough, rough, rough day. But what does it all mean? What does it mean? Uh, Tommy Grisafi, Advanced Trading, Egg Bowl Media, is going to be with us here today uh, to talk about what it does mean and what it might mean for um, risk management practices as we go forward. So looking forward to the conversation with Tommy. Okay, man, let's get started with the news. What do you got? Chip March soft red winter wheat futures opened higher and traded higher before spillover pressure from corn and soybeans pulled wheat to a session low close. Export sales in the weekend of February 15 totaled just 234,000 metric tons, falling short of trade expectations, 28% below the four-week average sales pace. Wheat futures started the week on Tuesday with a solid short-covering rally, then spent the rest of the week retracing those gains. Traders continue to note signs of a disrupted supply of wheat from Ukraine, but the Ukrainian story is not having much impact on day-to-day -day activity as the Russian invasion enters its third year. March HRW wheat futures five and a quarter cents lower, five sixty-eight and three quarters. March SRW wheat down nine and three quarters, five seventy-three and a half. March spring wheat closed at six forty-one and one half. That's down nine and three quarter cents, Chip. Some wild action in the spreads between the different flavors this week, too. Uh, I knew that it was happening in the winter wheat markets. I guess it kind of caught me by a little bit of surprise that the spring wheat market was participating in this spread action as much as the winter wheat. But March SRW futures, and this will be the last week that we're looking at the March contracts. I can't believe it already. But March SRW futures up 13 cents on the week. Uh March hard red futures up just a penny and a half and March spring wheat futures down 13 and a quarter cents. Well, chip corn export sales in the weekend of February 15 totaled just over 820,000 metric tons. And that was in line with trade expectations, but it was 30% behind the four week average. Additional rainfall in Argentina is expected to maintain mostly favorable growing conditions there. Traders will watch Safrina corn planting progress over the next few weeks. Right now, both the Argentine and Brazilian corn crops are a weight on U.S. prices. March corn futures traded to a low of 398 and one half ahead of mid-morning, and then recovered to spend the rest of the session at slightly above four bucks. All told, March corn futures six and one quarter cents lower to 399 and three quarters for the SAS close. May corn down a nickel for 13 and a half. July corn closed at 426 and a quarter, down four and a half chip. Yeah, on the week, March corn down 16 and three-quarter cents. July corn down 14 cents on the week. Soybean export sales weekend at Feb 15 were pitiful. Just 56,000 metric tons chip and the slow demand pace encouraged fresh selling in bean futures. Brazilian weather is expected to be mostly favorable over the next two weeks. Some areas may see too much rain on a harvest-ready bean crop, but crop loss is expected to be minimal. Good bean crop conditions in Argentina is also a weight on U.S. soybean meal and bean oil prices as traders expect Argentina to take back last year's lost exports. March bean futures opened steady, tried to trigger buying interest at 11.50 and failed. That put the sellers back in charge with March beans diving through support at the May 31 low. March beans 14 and three quarters cents lower at 11.33. May beans down 10 and three quarters, 11.41 and three quarters. July beans closed at 11.51 and one quarter. Down nine and a half today, Chip. Okay, March soybeans on the week down 39 and a quarter. July beans on the week down 33 and a half cents. March bean oil down 157 points. And March soybean meal down $14.10 a ton. 
Let's take a quick look at the new crop contracts. December corn today closed at 449 and a half. November soybeans today closed at 1130 and a quarter. On the week, these corn was down nine and a quarter. November beans down 18 and a quarter. The bean corn price ratio, 2.51 to 1. Hmm. Well, March cotton was 122 points higher today, 95.42. Uh, How do we do on the week there on the cottons, Chip? Uh, on the week, up 106 points. All right. Well, position evening ahead of the monthly cattle on feed report triggered a solid rally in the highest close in April cattle futures since November 2nd. Feeder cattle futures pushed sharply higher on support from cheaper corn. April fat cattle a buck 35 higher, 187.90. March feeder futures up 252.5 to 254.57 and one half. And the grind higher in lean hog futures ended this week with an inside trading day. April hogs unchanged 87.20. June up 45, 99.37 and one half, Chip. Excellent. On the week, April live cattle up 35 cents. March feeder cattle up $3.55. April lean hog futures up $1.97 and a half cents. We need some experience in here. Calling all experience. Get in here. Tommy Grisafi is up next. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. When news breaks, the newsmakers talk about it on AgriTalk with Chip Flory. Hey, Chip, if you were a ghost, what do you think you would sound like? Would uh, you be the, the traditional kind of thing like that? No. Yeah? No, uh-uh. No, all you'd hear is a couple of creaks here and there. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's no. eerie. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the quiet one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why? Uh, why? Why? I'm just curious. Just oh, curious. Okay. Yeah. I'm All just right. trying to How get. How about a, you? You're uh, running you know, around screaming. I don't know. I think yes. I feel like you know ghosts have gotten a bad rap. I would try to be helpful. You know, like instead of throwing plates across the room and making you know, everyone frightened, maybe I would do the dishes in the middle. Do of the, the night. dishes and stack I'd like them to think away I would nicely. Be, I would be that sort of haunter. You gotcha. know, I'd like to gotcha. think I would anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Homeowners come home and throw their dishes out of the cupboards. Yeah. Just can't that, understand why they're there. Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. know. It's me. Gotcha. gotcha. It's a thankless task. Yeah. Gotcha. All <laughs> right. Let's bring in Tommy Grisafi, Advanced Trading and Egg Bowl Media. Tommy, it's good to talk with you again, buddy. How you doing? Hi, guys. I wish I was here on a more upbeat day, but uh, yeah. I am not scared to talk about at all what's happening because we just came through one of the greatest periods ever in ag that we weren't expecting it to be that good for that long. And, uh, 
you know, mama told us there'd be days, weeks, and months like this, but boy, is this one really starting to rattle people. It is. It is. Uh, uh, added, attitudes have changed dramatically over the last, well, they've been changing for quite some time, but uh, the last six weeks in particular, I think attitudes have have, have really changed and uh, ideas about what need to be done and when it should have been done uh, are becoming more and more crystal clear all the time here. Uh, it, it, be, before we get on to some of the issues that are in this market, I, I just want to start with put some perspective on just how important it is that March corn closes under uh, four bucks today. Well, it, it's not good, but worse than that, I can make it way worse than that is uh, cash corn across the country is much lower than that. So people yeah. who had basis contracts uh, today, March options expired first notice day. So fly around Tuesday. And for those listening who still like, okay, tell me again what first notice day is. You kind of have to be out of your lungs or you could not kind of, you, you really should be out of your lungs unless you want to enter the delivery process, which we do for a lot of people at advanced trading, but it's at a high level elevator level, not uh, many farmers doing it. So uh, a lot of transactions happened this week. And I'll, I, I had a, I could tell you stories. I had a guy who I tried to, you know, he was a customer of mine and I'd spoke to him a few times a year, always trying to encourage him to do something. He called me yesterday and said, Hey, I sold all my corn. I want to buy calls. I said, you, you don't even have an account with me. Compliance shut your account two years ago. Like you haven't received a text and email. And, uh, yeah, I felt bad in the sense that I've yeah. always been trying to want to help this guy. So scarier than corn closing under four is cash corns at 325 in Western North Dakota. And that, yeah, those numbers don't work for anybody. I saw a 310 in, in South Dakota today for a bid. Well, if you're out there listening and you have the worst uh, corn price in America at uh, Agbo Media or Chip or Davis or Big yeah. Apple Joe, and I will send you a... Uh, Egg Bowl Media Cup, and it, it, hell, heck, at this point, I'll send you a brand new car heart. Just tell me what size you are. If you can come yeah. in with the lowest cash corn, you deserve it. That's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so the question that I posed in the open is: this is the close under four bucks? Is that mission accomplished, or is it just checking another box for this market? I'm going to go with the short term mission accomplished. Um, and uh, on the old crop, on the new okay. crop, uh, I've spent the last three days at corporate um, in uh, Bloomington, Illinois. So I get to talk to the elevator guys a lot and and Brian Basting, who, you know, and Dr. Yeah. Larry. And they've yeah. been politely telling me the last few months, you know, corn could be a dollar, dollar twenty five overpriced. Now we've lost 50 cents. And I talked to both Brian and Dr. Larry today. I said, could corn in these 24 still be? 75 cents a dollar overpriced and they said yes because with this big of a carryout with this low a demand with them finding more grain in the ukraine you had that ukraine uh, group say you know what there's more grain here and there's more shipping out and it's like everything that could go wrong is going wrong like the bad news bears and i just we have to remind people and be optimistic that a year or two ago we had a hot cash market that is what you get for your corn we had inverted spreads and we had a futures market that was absolutely on fire. Two years ago, tomorrow is mm -hmm. the two year anniversary of Russia invading Ukraine. And we had an okay grain market before that. And then we had a grain market, especially 
uh, things like sunflowers and canola and everything. Yeah. We, we just went like on steroids. And yeah. uh, for as fun as that was, I always said, and I said it on your show and many others, the party was awesome, but the hangover is going to suck. And we are at the hangover not being good right now today. Yep. Yeah. Can you believe we're entering the third year of that conflict? Um, I'm a little disappointed, especially as we come in the tax time and I see that uh, uh, we don't want don't even get me going. We'd need a two hour show. But I didn't know that we were going to be this heavily involved financially with them. I didn't know Gaza was going to invade Ukraine. And I didn't know we we're going to have 15 uh, million people a year coming over the border. So, uh, you know, just don't forget four years ago, we were told to stay home. Now in America, it's like, come on in, we're open. Yeah. Here's a, here's yeah. a cash card. We'll give you a hotel in New York and uh, have a good day. So yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm not, I'm not liking the direction of a lot of things. You want the good news? Sure. Stock market at all time highs. There we go. Yeah. Dow Jones, yeah. NASDAQ, S&P. If you're rich, you're still rich. So congratulations, rich people. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, let's talk about that equity trade here for just a bit. It went up when it thought that we were going to be seeing four or five, maybe six interest rate cuts in 2024. And now that they're pulling back on the ideas of interest rate cuts because of earnings, because the economy seems to be doing better than, than it seems to be strong enough that the Fed really can't cut interest rates. The, the indices are still making new highs. I, I you, you know, as, as badly as I want somebody to step in and start buying corn, I don't know who's willing to not buy equities right now either. Yeah. I listened to a guy I subscribed to, um, and he, I was listening to him. He was on a show, and he said they asked him what period, if this is a baseball game, what inning, if this is a baseball game, is AI in? He said, we're in inning one, and I about yeah. fell over. You know, from someone who it's sold Nasdaq futures up year. 400 yesterday and he had to pay up 500, uh, this thing's bigger. I don't understand it. I obviously don't understand what's going on uh, with AI, and I'm giving a talk about it next week at Commodity Classic, so I better do some studying over the weekend. <laughs> it has been a driving factor in equities for a year and it, it after nvidia yesterday uh it was obviously a driving factor in the in the equity trade again today it's 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 crazy so the cost of money the attractiveness of stocks the funds are short ag commodities that right there sounds like a combination that it's not going to change anytime soon, is it? The trend's your friend, and if you're a fun trader, they're they're not going to cover their corn on the first ten cent pop. We're going to need to pop corn thirty forty cents. No pun intended. Pop corn there, yeah. But we're going to need to move corn thirty forty cents higher to really get the funds to panic. Because you got to understand, you and yourself, you know this. Uh, but everyone listening, every single future, the funds are short are at a profit. Even the yeah. one they sold the two minutes for the close. Every single board of trade corn future and bean future is at a profit. It's going to take a big rally to take away those lo those profits. Right, right. Okay. So when I asked, was this mission accomplished or checking another box, you were quick with mission accomplished on the old crop. Why so quick on that? Because 
I've seen this before, and I personally, for someone who can trade, I wouldn't go to bed. No way in this current world environment would I go to bed short $4 futures trying to buy $390. Uh, if we go, we're going to continue to leak like we are, but the pop could be vicious. So from an option standpoint and how low premium is, I want to be buying premium. Even though we could lose our money on it, I still want to be a premium buyer. And And of course, like others, I like bull markets. I mean, I love... You know, reaching over, buying a bunch of calls for 10 cents and selling them for 40 cents a few days later. So um, we're so compressed now. I, If you ask me in corn, in old crop corn, is the next dollar to the downside or the upside? I think it could be back to the upside. I could yeah. see a scenario where we do go back up a dollar. If we went down a dollar, it would be pure aggravation, pure discussion, uh, disgust in the ag community. Because the one thing you're asking me a few minutes ago the cost of money is three times higher than it's been the last 12 or 15 years. Yep. So I know if you look back history, sure, we had interest rates, but never at a cost of production like this has it cost so much to grow grain or raise cattle. Yep. Yep. The, uh, the question that we're getting to there, I think Dan just sent an email with it. If corn should be at 375, what does that say for $700 anhydrous? $800 P, $500 K, $800,000 used combines. What's it all mean? We'll talk about that next. Let's go to the markets page at profarmer.com and check today's closes. Where March hard red winter wheat futures were five and one quarter cents lower at 568 and three quarters. March SRW wheat down nine and three quarters to 573 and one half. March corn futures were six and one quarter cents lower at 399 and three quarters. May corn down a nickel at 413 and one half. March soybean futures were 14 and three quarter cents lower, 1133. May beans down 10 and three quarters to 1141 and three quarters. Look out, March cotton was 122 points higher, 9542. On your livestocks, April fat cattle were a buck thirty-five higher, one eighty-seven ninety. June futures up a buck seventeen and a half to one eighty-three eighty-seven and one half. March feeder futures up two fifty-two and a half to two fifty-four fifty-seven and one half. And April lean hog futures unchanged at eighty-seven twenty. Go to tryprofarmer.com. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. I don't know what you're thinking. So call us at 855-4-TALK-AG and tell us what's on your mind. Welcome back to AgriTalk. We're in the middle of a conversation with Tommy Grisafi. 
Advanced Trading uh, and Ag Bull Media. Get this, guys. Uh, at Fixin' and Farming earlier today, and I'm going to insert a couple of words just to, to make it clear on this tweet. But he says, the price of a bushel of corn is getting dangerously close to the cost of a slice of Casey's pizza. So, Tommy, when you hear that and you think about the whole ag economy that is held up by King Corn, what are some of your thoughts? Um, if you own land, you are still rich beyond belief. If you started spending a lot of money right now, you couldn't spend it. You might have to get divorced twice to lose your wealth <laughs> if you are a landowner in America, especially in the uh, uh, in the United States. People tend to own less acres and they're worth more. Up north, they tend to own more acres and they're worth less. So, yeah. uh, the amount of wealth I think about I, I'm going to my 10 year anniversary at Advanced Trading, and when I think about when I started opening accounts in April 14, when people would put down their net worth, it, you know some of those numbers were big. Some accounts I work with, they are worth five times more money than they were 10 years ago. That's how much land that's how much land has went up and that's how low interest rates were and allowed them to leverage themselves. Now, we're having an unwinding process, so the markets gave the farmer too much money too fast, some of it not earned in the sense that the Russia invading Ukraine was money not yeah. earned. It uh, yeah. there was a lot of store and ignoring they got away with it. Also, the last time corn was this low, there was a little thing that bailed us out called the how do you say it? Dechoro? I don't know if that's something you get the at the gas station or those. Yeah, that yeah. one. Let's go with that. Say it one more time for the people. Derecho. Derecho. We'll say it together. Very good. Uh, <laughs> the last time corn was this low, the derecho got us up, uh, and uh, that was when uh, you know wild things happened. But I'm not worried that farm. Well, there's one guy already in trouble, and if I had to send an email or take out a national ad and say you're in trouble, the cash rent cowboy is already in trouble, and he doesn't know it. So if you don't own a lot of land, and you paid high cash rent this year, and you're and you're heavily leveraged, you may already be in trouble and not know it. But your banker knows it, and the banker mm -hmm. is getting nervous as heck, and that's because the it's not the banker's job to tell you when or how to sell your corn. It's your banker's job to tell you if you're qualified to get a loan in operating. And I still have a large handful of clients, a ton of clients, who are not using operating money from the bank. So it's different. But there's going to be some bad things, and there's going to be some people bummed out, and um, there may have to be some lifestyle changes. And I'm not happy yeah. about that at all. Yeah. I love when the American farmer does well. Yeah, absolutely. The next couple of years, there's going to be a, a huge gap uh in the uh, in the operating in how the different farms operate some are going to continue to operate on 100% cash flow uh others are going to be probably paying for money and and it could be paying a higher cost than what they are today for that money uh, tommy it's it's uh there, there's a lot of tough decisions that are going to have to be made over the next couple of years, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And with the election coming up, this administration has every reason to try to get food inflation down. 
Yet uh, a week ago, there was a lot of stories that a nice Big Mac meal cost $18 in parts of the country, but say it cost 12 uh, It wasn't too long ago, a family of four could go. Remember the dollar menu? You don't see dollar Oh, yeah. menus. So if times were bad or you just were you know, a young high school kid and wanted to go eat a lot of food, you can go to McDonald's and clean up. You can go to McDonald's for 10 bucks and leave hungry. And uh, so it hurts to see the price of the raw commodity go down, yet prices at the grocery store... are at the highest levels they've been since the late 70s, early 80s. And then you got Tucker Carlson going out there, going to a grocery store in Russia and saying, I bought uh, what would be $100 in American dollars. This would cost 400 Now, I don't know to believe that or not, but I don't see any other American reporters going over there trying to go shopping. And the grocery store didn't look that bad, to be honest with you. So uh, I'm not so sure we're getting the true story, but I think the, the Fed's got a problem. The Fed, the market's... The Fed kind of promised lower rates and the stock market making all-time highs. They can't deliver that. They cannot drop rates. We will have inflation again. And Yeah. inflation is the largest tax ever on the lower Yep. middle class and the poor people. And so Yep. it didn't come out of their paycheck. They're not even getting a paycheck. They're on government subsidy. And the government money isn't buying half as much as it used to three years ago. And it's really bad. Right, right. Something that you said just a little bit ago, it's kind of ringing in my ear. Uh, when you said the bankers are nervous, is that a general statement or is it regional? Because when I think about bankers getting nervous, I go all the way back to the 80s. And that, that savings and loan crisis that we had in the 80s turned things really bad in, in the farm crisis. Yeah, uh, different than that. The, uh, let me be very specific who the banker is nervous for. The banker is nervous for the son or daughter of the young uh, of the farm who was trying to go on their own and get up and going, but the wealth and the land is held by grandpa, grandma, and mom and dad. The Okay. banker is nervous for that young farmer who was trying to quit their job in town and go 100% farming. The numbers are a disaster already, and, and that young person's got some struggles. They're going to need to ask mom and dad, grandma and grandpa for help. Yeah. Okay. Yep. They're, yeah. I, I see that. I see that. Uh, and, you know, in some parts of the country, uh, that generation that's trying to get established has got to go to mom and dad, grandma and grandpa and ask for help to buy, start to buy a house. Uh, Yeah, you or know, it's or some, live at their parents' house, Chip. You yeah. know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there are, there are issues out there everywhere. Okay. Take me to the soy complex here, Tommy. What do you think? You got uh, the uh, nearby contracts are all under eleven fifty. Well, July contracts at eleven fifty one and a quarter. Uh, what do you make about what's going on in this bean market? What do we need to get the selling to stop? Well, I, I see these numbers come out of South America, and you'd think they're having a production problem, but I see the uh, bean market going down daily. We need some great demand, which we should see some good sales here in the next few weeks. If we don't, then we have a bigger problem than we think. We need to keep an idea on how much cash does a Brazilian and Argentine farmer have, or the world farmer, who's going to get in trouble uh, first. And then maybe we should just say it. Maybe it just needs to be said. We need to get grain so low that we get someone to cry uncle and stop producing grains. Once you start producing grains, you just don't stop. It takes multiple years of low prices to make people go broke, hopefully not in America, somewhere else. But we need someone to stop growing grain. And agriculture is not set up to go on stop and go, stop and go. If I have a bad day trading, 
I can take the next day off. You don't get to do that in agriculture. Remember, mm -hmm. when the pandemic happened four years ago, you were all the people who kept going to work because you were necessary, right? And doctors, nurses, farmers, ranchers, people in the dairy, you think anyone in the dairy industry even noticed that there was COVID? No, it was called Tuesday, right? They went and did their job. <laughs> so, you know, John Deere's asking people to come back to work now after four years. And, you know, someone needs to pr stop producing grain. And, Chip, you know, you've done this for 40 years. I mean, the only thing that can stop that is low prices. It's a horrible mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, when when you look at the 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 growth attitude that the Brazilian industry has still got, it, it just I, I find it difficult to find that switch to turn off the growth mode that they're that they're in, Tommy, the expansion mode. Right. You know who's probably laughing right now, Chip? China. China's just got to be laughing. Yeah. That they're going to be able to think of this. If you're in the outside world, you can buy a bushel of corn right now, cheap, a dollar cheaper than most Americans can produce it. So that's the optimistic part. If you said, do you think today was it? It should be for a while because, uh, but then again, you're talking to the guy who bought a crude oil at negative 30. Uh, that really changed my perspective of how lows can go. Can I ask you a question before we end the show? Yeah. Who told the American farmer that this market couldn't go down? It wasn't you, and it wasn't no. your people on your show. I listened to a lot of your shows. Everyone told who put in the American farmer's mind that there was no risk or very little risk to the downside. I, I'm I'm not sure. What do you got? I don't know. I I, I yeah. don't know. I'm meeting. I'm thinking times were so good for so long that I think farmers are worse at market. Some farmers are worse at marketing today than they were four years ago. That they actually that. Yeah. Decision, bad decisions made during good times are horrible during bad times. You don't realize you made a bad decision until it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, help us make some good decisions right now. What if, if there is some strategies to initiate in this market, what are they? Yeah, well, we have crop insurance. We can pretty much say that crop insurance is established. We'll go with the uh, 1160 in beans and uh, – uh, 460 in corn. And we have those levels. We can now play against those levels. We can now defend against those levels. Personally, Chip, for all clients I work with, I've asked them to buy a July short dated bean put and corn put. I hope they lose their money on it. I would be so happy if everyone ran around America and said, I bought a short dated option. I lost my money on it. And they're yeah. still buying them today. So if the question is, haven't we broke enough? Would you, would you, you, you can't buy someone to put today. Who's, you know, we have to, the risk, if we have an above average crop and 460 yeah. is the, the crop insurance price, there is a, a good chance we could be at 360 at fall with a poor cash market. That would be a horrible situation. Yep. Let's, let's spend 12 cents and wrap this thing up and go have a good weekend. See you, buddy. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'll see you next week down in uh, Houston. Okay. Houston or bust. All right. All right. As a matter of fact, Tommy's going to be on the show with us one week from today. I want to do another checkup. Let's see how his attitude has changed with the way that the market's changed. Davis and I will be right back. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. 
FullScale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about FullScale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Our name says it all. Agritalk. What more do you need to know? In my next 53 years, <laughs> I don't rhyme with nothing. It just doesn't work. I like it, welcome, though. Welcome back to... Oh, it's a great song. I love Absolutely. it. You know, and it really does. You know, pragmatically, whether or not we can accept the premise, I think more broadly, we can accept the uh, you know the sentiment. You know, let's sure. make it count. Let's make it count. Darn right. I got a question for you. Yes. It's, it's about something that I read in the news. Here I am asking you about my own words. All right? I, there's something I don't get. Okay. I'm going to go back to the uh, soybean commentary. Good bean crop conditions in Argentina also wait on... And bean oil prices as traders expect Argentina to take back last year's lost exports. Yeah. When, you know, we get in such a humongous panic, and I've even said it, you know, asked the question about uh, Moroccan phosphates. Mm-hmm. Once you lose that that import-export relationship, those exporters are going to find someplace else to put the product, and you're out. If we lose if we lose export demand in this crop or that crop to somebody else, we lament. It's gone. That's it. It's done. Argentina gets to lose last year's exports and then bring them back? I, I, I don't understand. How is it different? Is they it? bid more. They they will bid more aggressively for it if they've got product to sell. Uh-huh. They will sell it. They will okay. sell it. Um, they. Uh, it, it's just a different mindset. Uh, here, if if we had, you know, product for available in the export market, mm-hmm. you let the market continue to trade and function. And go through price discovery on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Uh, in Argentina, with the export taxes, with the just, you know, there is a futures market, but, you know, in a grains exchange. But it doesn't mean that you don't just say, listen, Bean oil price needs to be X. Let's get it there. Uh, there, there's a lot of that that takes place. So, <laughs> they will find a way to move that product if they have it onto the market. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, real quickly, because I know you want to get to some of this cattle stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, I forget who I was talking to, and I'm sorry, whoever it was made a made a great point that maybe the modern marketer, um needs to rethink how they're doing things or revisit. Um, and then Tommy sort of threw out the comment, you yeah. know, we've had some good years here. And an unfortunate potential side effect is that 
you know, the the everyday marketer gets a little complacent, feels like, oh, this is easy. I can make money no matter what, whatever. Right. We're right. we're in the hangover period now, bro. Yeah. You know, we're sucking wind here. Um, would you like to speak to that, or maybe it's well, that's a- you know, the comment that he made was, he says, I'm afraid that farmers may not be as good as marketers as they were four years ago. Um, and and then I want to go all the way back to. Oh, 2009, 2010, something like that. Before we got the the run up into the 12 market, uh, I remember sitting at a table with somebody at Top Producer Summit, and he was coming off a few good years in a row. And the year ahead was not looking all that great, and he just looked across the table at me, and he says, hmm, I guess I'm finally going to have to figure out how to market. Um, marketing can make a world of difference when we get into these situations, just not making the mistakes, eliminate as many mistakes as you possibly can. And you're going to be above average. That's been proven time and time again. So work at it. We, we got to work at it. Uh, Total number of cattle on feed on February 1, 100.4% of year ago. The trade was looking for 100.1%. So just a touch heavier. Marketings came in at 99.9%. The trade was looking for 99.8%. But the big difference uh, is on the placements. And and I'm not exactly sure what this is going to do to the feeder cattle market on uh, on Monday. But because the total number of cattle on feed, yeah, it's it's a little heavier than what the trade expected, but, but not that much. So I don't want to say that it's going to have an imp- a huge impact on live cattle trade, Davis. Well, and it's... But, it's yes, I'm it, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but... At the same time, when the placements number misses this big, Mm -hmm. because the trade was looking for 87.3% and got a 92.6% on it. So that's That's a a decent miss miss for placements. Yeah, especially especially on the placement side, because that's got implications for uh, quite a ways down the road, doesn't it? Well, certainly it does, and that's a great way of putting it. Now, so you got to ask yourself, how in the world do all those numbers add up? Right? If your marketings are close, but your placements are heavy, you know, where's the difference? Other disappearance during January. Uh, we had, a year ago, we had death loss of 63,000. Okay. In 24, the death loss was 81,000. 129% of year ago. What? Yeah, well... You know, we had that uh, that cold snap. In yeah, I guess. Wow. Um, we had that, that cold snap in January that uh, increased our other disappearance. Mm-hmm. Other disappearance being death loss in the in the feed yard. So yeah, uh, that that evened everything up there and and uh, did it in a hurry. Did wow. it in a hurry. Wow. So, okay, that does it. It, it, you know, it for you, it was a four-day week. For me, mm-hmm. I got shortened up by some yeah. 
some illness at the start of the week that still kind of got a hold on me. Nah, you're finishing strong, baby. You sound yeah, we're fantastic. Trying. We're trying. Proud of uh, you. But I'm telling you, yeah. I'm telling you, uh, this was quite the week. And <laughs> it was. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the way that things get started next week is going to be really telling. Above normal temperatures are still in the 6 to 10 day, February 29th through March 4. Above normal precipitation in the outlook as well. Hey, thank you so much for listening this week. Come back on Monday morning. we got Machine Repeat, conversation with U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is AgriTalk.